Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Welcome to this week's Voice of Hope. Chris here along with Troy, and we have a very special guest with us where we're going to be having, I think, a couple of weeks of some fun conversation. But before we let our guest introduce themselves, Troy, uh, you know, we had a conversation for a couple weeks about, uh, first we started with with Golf and God. You got to talk for a while. Then we went to Gardening and God. And what kind of spurred us into the conversation we're going to have today was something that you heard uh, actually me say, That's right. <laughs> which was kind of crazy. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I don't so, know about that, but uh, tell everybody where we're going today. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, obviously here on uh, the broadcast or the podcast, um, Chris and I kind of laugh frequently about uh, more so me because I come in here and I forget after like what just happened here. And, <laughs> but then I'll go back and listen and I'm like, wow, this is good. So Chris last time was sharing on gardening and God and he had so much good to, to say. Um, if you get a chance, go back and check that out on Spotify and I think like nine other different venues yes, or something like that. you can find it in lots of places. Yeah, and um, so one of the things he said, we were talking about weeds and pulling weeds, and I, I asked him a question such as, you know, what are some of the weeds that you see in life uh, today or in church life? And he said, well, I'll just tell you the first one that comes to mind. And he went right to uh, political discourse. And I was thinking, oh, no, where are we going here? <laughs> Chris, <laughs> please slow down. No, it was good, though, because um, just the difficulty, and he you know, serves on a staff at church, um, and just in the what we've seen over the last few years, I know this is a hot topic. So while that kind of, we had about a 10-minute section on that, um, the truth is, is that even since Chris and I have been doing the podcast for several, couple years now, um, it started in 2020. Little did we know what we would begin to encounter since then, looking back. And so much of the issues are centered around what's happening in the not just America, but just in the world and the politics tied to it. And I, I don't even I'm not really sure there's going to be a question we're going to ask our guest here today. Um, but I step back from that. And sometimes I'm like, what in the world is happening because of people's difficulty in just relating to each other and the seemingly bitterness that sometimes just prevails out of those relationships um, and the discourse over issues yeah. and politics being one of those. And so as, as uh, you know, we got to the end of our time after we had uh, recorded a, a podcast, I just, uh, Chris actually said, hey, there's somebody I know that would just be a great person to have on as a guest to introduce this topic. And so living in God's kingdom and yet not the kingdom of this world and how do you mm-hmm. do that? And this is where our yeah, guest Here we are. Going. And Rick loves talking about politics, don't you, Rick? Oh, I love it. That's my favorite topic. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. A little sarcasm there. Uh, anyway, okay. so I'm, I'm going to let my friend Rick uh, introduce himself, and then I'll say some some really nice words about him, because I've gotten to know Rick over the last number of years since I've been here, and then we'll jump in. So Rick Schaefer, ladies and gentlemen, Rick, thanks for being here. Oh, man, it's fun to be here with you guys today. Thanks so much for inviting me. Yeah, tell everybody Absolutely. about you, who you are, your family, what you do, all that good stuff. Okay, great. Yeah, um, I am... Uh, 
a father of two sons. I've been married for coming up on 40 years. Wow. That's pretty, pretty That's, cool. Yes, it is. And uh, like I say, two sons uh, now have two grandkids. So I'm really enjoying that. Um, really, really love that. I've been here in Wilmington, North Carolina now for just about 22 years. So that's, that's great. Um, and lately, um, I, I did come out of the business world and actually did spend uh, a period of time in missions work. Uh, as a family, we did that. And then um, had the privilege of coming on staff here at Port City Community Church, uh, where I've served in missions for a short period of time and then um, in discipleship and faith formation um, since then. So just really... Um, serving in a role of kind of asking the question of, is the church doing what we're called to do? Mm. Yeah, that's so good. Well, and the, the nice words I want to say about Rick is, is uh, Rick and I started, I think, the same staff the same meeting. same staff meeting. We did, and, wow. and uh, obviously we get to serve on a, a leadership team together here, but Rick is just one of the more wise people <clears throat> that I know. And, and the way that you think about just a lot of these issues, Rick, and the way that you are able to articulate it and push people to have some real conversations is, is really pretty amazing. So That's right. So, and based on seniority being only time-based, which one of you was here actually first? Hmm. I think Sass was here just a hair. So you have just a hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a hair. You hired one interview after the other. <laughs> I, think, I think my my start date was like February fourth. Uh, mine was January. actually January one. Yeah. Okay. January one. Just, but, that's yeah. But I was I was kind of back and forth. I was part time first, so that's why we kind of essentially started uh, on the same staff meeting. So you probably started full time before I did, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Yeah. We're <laughs> mincing words. It doesn't matter. Where did you, where, where where did you come from? Twenty two. Uh, we moved here from Northwest Arkansas. Oh, okay, sure. Arkansas. Wow, mm -hmm. quite a ways. You like living at the beach? I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, Northwest Arkansas is a very beautiful place, very mountainous, and it's it's very it's a beautiful area. But you always have this sense that you're way too far from the coast. <laughs> <laughs> Just, there's no coast nearby. Yeah, it's <laughs> not the case anymore, right? Yeah. So, Rick, um, you know, part of what I know about you and part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you is because, you know, as we work in the church and as we're in leadership in the church, there are a lot of things uh, where we see division <laughs> in yeah. the life of the church. And like Troy alluded to, it feels like over the last couple of years, it's just been uh, ramping up quite a bit. So what's kind of your lens on kind of what's happening in church world and, you know, what have you seen with issues um, that are dividing people nowadays? Yeah, I think um, really a lot of it is being driven by the polarization in the broader culture. Um, we can see that um, just the ability of the broader culture to come to any kind of consensus or any kind of a negotiated uh, position on anything has, uh, it's become almost impossible. It's gone away. Politically. Yeah. And, um, you know, for, for the, I'm almost 62 years old. And so, you know, over the course of my lifetime, um, churches, kind of the different camps of churches have been able to find a kind of a safe place in one of the two political um, parties um, here in, in an American context. And um, what's, what's that, what that means is that even within the church, we're just pulling further and further apart. And um, I think probably the purpose of this conversation is to, to maybe understand or to be refreshed in the knowledge that we actually aren't 
we aren't called to be sucked into any mm-hmm. political party, that we actually stand outside of that and, and have influence on it. And um, maybe, that's, um, maybe that's what God is doing in the church right now, mm-hmm. is helping us to see that we're not held captive to um, one political party or another. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And I would add, too, it feels like the, it, even outside of the political parties, just sort of the patriotism and the, the way that church kind of gets mixed in with being American, if you will. Right. Like, that's a whole other layer of it, because it doesn't matter what party you're in. You're Some people are very proud to be American and, and stand on that, even when yeah. it comes to their faith. Other people kind of push away from that and that causes another level of division sure. kind of no matter what party you're in. So it's just kind of at every layer of politics, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, appropriately we should love our country. Absolutely. God has, yep. uh, you know, I've, I've laughed with a number of people recently about um, what is it about us that God called us to be here at this particular place in this particular time right. Um just imagining what it would be like a hundred years ago, for instance, where what we knew um, of what was going on in the world probably was within a very tight radius That's of right. where we lived. Yes. But now we know every single thing that goes on anywhere in the world. W- within moments. And that puts an enormous amount of pressure on people. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, we recognize that, that by God's sovereign design uh, and choice, we get to be here at this time. And in you know, this it's place. interesting because we talk about just we because we do know every, so much more than we used to. Um, Chris, we've talked about at times where we, you know, we just we can't. It's difficult to navigate the, the influx of so many things that that's happening because of the knowledge that we now can have. Mm-hmm. And. I've always said up till the last two years ago that it's not good to stick your head in the sand. And I've mentioned this before that a lot of times I just want to do that because of this influx. So as I'm listening to Rick talk about this, like I said, there's there, we get to live in this time and this time for us, it's forcing us to, to have to have these issues because of what the knowledge we can get, like it's in our face so much. And so we can't get away from this. It's almost like a discipline needs to happen especially amongst believers to be able to tolerate all of this as well as really putting our i think our faith to practice based upon verses and scriptures that i don't think that i have ever had to practice i believed those things but the times are now forcing me even into a place where well i've got to now practice what i believe Mm because of the times around us. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, never, I've never in all the years that, you know, I've been in ministry or church life or whatever it is that I'm doing, never had that, that challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think there is a discipline to it and I think you have to make time for that discipline. How do you do that? Like what, what, what that looks I like? I think you have to carve out space. Um, we, I actually talk about a discipline here uh-huh. um, where, um, you know, if we think about, our, think about the world in terms of two kingdoms, yeah. which we are here in this conversation, talking about this, this kingdom that's God's kingdom mm-hmm. and this kingdom that's called the world in Scripture, um, we realize that we've been born into the world, but we've been rescued from that world and brought into God's kingdom by Christ's work on the cross. Um, 
what we need to start thinking about is how do we become fluent in this new kingdom that we've been called to, which is the kingdom of God. Mm. While I think what you were saying a little bit ago, Troy, is we remain literate in what's happening in the world. Right. And so um, we get that mixed up. Sometimes we're trying to be fluent in the, in the world. world. We're not, we're not called not. to be fluent in the world. We're called yeah. to be fluent in God's kingdom. So I think uh, there's this, really this discipline that, that I use and that I encourage other people to use and that is to, um, to step back, to um, evaluate a situation using God's kingdom as a lens and the world as a lens, then to recenter on God's kingdom and then step back into the situation. Mm. So that, that can take five seconds or that can take a week. Yeah, depending yeah. on what the situation is, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it can come at any moment. Like the, those, I mean, the need to do that, the need to put the glasses on. It's interesting enough. I didn't bring my glasses today, so I can't read anything. <laughs> but that's it. That's so neat. Yeah, that's a real good picture of what. Like, I got to put these glasses on fast. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. All right, we got to take a quick break. We're obviously going to have a lot to talk about for a couple of different episodes together, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on a Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Welcome back to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall and Chris Sasser here with our friend Rick Schaefer today talking about really just living in the kingdom of God versus living in the kingdom of the world. And we were just talking about just the, the political divide that has happened in our country. It feels like more and more the last couple of years. Rick, before we kind of go into some more solutions, because you just gave a great one, but wh why do you think we have difficulty as believers? And why do we get caught up in all this so much? Well, we live in this world. So yes, we do. Um, it affects us. We, we can't deny that. Um, we share humanity with everybody else. We share um, the pains and the suffering and the, the stresses that are all around us. Um, I think one of the helpful things that we see in the New Testament that we've, we talk about sometimes is that we live here as exiles. Um, we are from another kingdom, but we do live here. We mm -hmm. live here as exiles. And so we feel the culture around us. Right. Um, you know, we can't, we can't deny that. It's not like we go off to some island somewhere and we live 
in isolation. That would be so nice sometime, wouldn't it? Well, you, you just came back from I vacation. did. I would love to go back. <laughs> Sorry. Tangent. That's great. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. You know, and I, so the words you were saying earlier about the fluidity of, you know, which kingdom versus the literacy of which kingdom and how to, to get that, you know, in reverse. And the whole idea in my mind is you're talking about, you know, when it comes to discipline, I think one of the things that probably is helpful and I would be helpful, I think even to believers is to, 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 while we're, we're encountering all this stuff constantly coming and new stuff and trying to get used to it is to not so much put your stakes in the ground on things that you don't maybe know fully. Mm. And I, I use myself kind of as an example when, when masks were required uh, from the beginning of COVID, I remember, you know, kind of like really thinking about like how, how important is this? How serious is this? Is it, is this really going to help? And then I started listening and I would see believers differ on the issue. And I was not in a place where I really had took a strong stance, but I could understand why not. And I could understand why. Um, And actually I would say that my position on it probably changed even Mm -hmm. over the course of this time. But it brought me to this place going, I, so when you talk about disciplines, I think of the word evolving grace because we're evolving through this together from a worldly standpoint because we don't know right. sometimes what's happening and we're trusting so many different sources that have differing views that it leaves us in a sense world, in a worldly way of where is our footing. And so if I take a stance too quickly, too early, I may change my mind down the road. It needs to kind of be almost accepted, accepted in the sense of just that we're evolving and I need that grace to, to go and learn as we go through this mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And think about it in terms of um, the polarization of our culture. Yeah. So if you change your position on something, mm-hmm. really, if, you, if, if you're aligned with a party, mm-hmm. your only option is to change parties. Like you can't. <laughs> You yeah, can't right. evolve within a party that's, that's anymore crazy. because we're getting so polarized. Yeah, but you're that right. the only two definitions we have of, of the complexity of all the issues that we face right. is it's either neatly embodied in this party or it's neatly embodied right. in that party. Um, and it's not. That it's just leave not us any room. It's and, not. Right. And they're too complex. Right. These and issues I, are too complex. It is, and I've seen more people like recently just like backing up in a sense thinking I, I should not have you know been so dogmatic mm. about certain issues yeah because they too are starting to evolve and think differently mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah and i'm talking about believers oh for sure. sure yeah for sure yeah rick what is kind of all of this done to you as a pastor you know kind of watching the the craziness of the political system watching the different believers kind of going back and forth at each other either in person but m- more more often it's online, you know, kind of hiding behind a screen. But what has it kind of done for you emotionally as a pastor to have to watch all this? Yeah, I have kind of two answers for that. All right. The first one is, um, you know, when, when things are really tense and difficult, like through the, the whole COVID thing and the masks and all that, there's, there's sort of a grief to all of that. You know, it's just a madness that's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a distraction from what we're, called, we're here called to do. Um, and there's, there's a sadness around that. And I imagine every election cycle, we're going to see here we go similar, again, similar yeah, things right. again, 
but there's also something else that I think is a lot more encouraging and hopeful. And that is, I think things have gotten so polarized in the surrounding culture that more and more clusters of believers are starting to see that they don't really fit well in either one. And I think that's what God's been trying to say all along mm. is I want you to press in on either of those, um, that's good. those parties. You don't fit neatly gotcha. in either right, one. Right, because you, you should live in a different kingdom. <laughs> that's right. You're in a different kingdom and you can press in on either one. You could align with one if you want to, but you know, there are some things to celebrate in a, in a party, but there are things to push back on in a party as well, right. uh, whichever party you're in. And to just know that, hey, that, you know, which one am I pressing in to on those parties? You know, it's not really most important. Most important is am I pressing in, like you're saying, to the fact that I'm an exile and I'm not even of this kingdom. That's right. You know, and that's the part where yeah. it's like, man, that brings me back to a real clear focus. I can stand in this direction without fear of, you know, what's true. And, you know, that mm-hmm. is true. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and kind of the way you said that, Troy, reminds me of something that Rick and I kind of hear and even say a lot around here is we don't stand on issues. We walk with people. Uh-huh. That's right. And that's just that that's a different way of looking at approaching the world and approaching all the different things that are kind of going on. And our pastor, Mike, is, I think, coined that phrase a long time yeah. ago. But yeah. um, it's something that's, that's so true. We want to walk with people through whatever it is they're dealing with yeah. instead of say we're going to stand on issues because I'm, I'm kind of tired and I still get them of the emails that you get from certain organizations that want to stand on this issue or that issue. Um, irregardless of what it's doing to people and relationships, uh, issues are important to stand on for sure mm-hmm. at times, but really walking with people is what we need to be doing. So, as, so when I hear that, I believe that, mm-hmm. but at, at the same time, I know that you can't divorce uh, principles of truth yeah. and love for people that they go together. But how do you do that? And can you do that inside of um, amongst believers? Like, is there a place where you, can talk about issues and you should talk about issues. I would say there is a place for that. And maybe my reaction is more to the tone at which Uh, a lot of that comes at people and and how the tone comes at, and it even comes at me as a believer in emails that I read from Christian organizations. It comes at me kind of very judgmental, very, um, it, it sort of pushes me back. And so in thinking about, wanting to think, kind of have, be kingdom-minded, but live in the world with people who are not yet there. Right. I want to change my tone. Right. And maybe that's what I'm saying more than anything else is um, I don't want to stand on an issue in, in such a way that pushes someone away from a relationship with Jesus. And I think the church has done that for a long time, yeah. quite well, honestly. I think if we, if we believe the best and we assume that, that all of us as believers are progressing towards greater and greater degrees of Christ-likeness, that that is our ultimate goal, is to be like Christ. Um, What we need to recognize is that we're all coming from a different place. And so those conversations that you're talking about, Troy, Mm -hmm. how great would it be if we could just lower the energy around those conversations and have them Mm -hmm. uh, with one another, just recognizing that we're all aiming at the same thing. Right. Um, We're just coming from a different place. And so our perspectives are different mm-hmm. and um, scary because we can honor one another. I think still we want to stay away from that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, That's right. But should we stay away from that? Probably not. Right? <laughs> so, so yeah. So what do we do? Yeah. You know, 
I mean, how do you, I think you're on to it. it. It's the tone. That, that's what it is oh. for me. Like even when I think about, you know, conversations I need to have in my house with, you know, either my wife or my kids, it's a totally different conversation depending mm -hmm. on the tone that I come at it with. Right. And I think that's true culturally. And I think culture is so used to our tone being so loud and so aggressive and so mean from their perspective right. um, that they haven't been willing to have those conversations. But I, I do know that when, in some situations that I'm in in life, when I step into a conversation like the one you're talking about with a different tone, uh -huh. there's so much more reception on the other end to actually have the conversation yeah. because it's so refreshing <laughs> that somebody would want to have that conversation with that tone right. that they right. just, people just haven't experienced that before. So I think, I think it's, it's all about the tone. It's important too that we do go into that because the, um, like my son, I know he has been, wrestling with a specific topic on what is true and this is a topic that's very uh can be divisive and very left open for some interpretation and that's that's the end times and stuff so he's he's reading one author and his response to that is the guy was too harsh and just believe it because i say it basically mm -hmm. versus picking up a, a book on a from a jewish pastor um who talked about it and he said it's so much easier to listen to what this guy's saying yeah. based upon his tone. Yeah. yeah. I think tone's important. So Good. yeah. Well, we obviously have a lot more to talk about when it comes to this topic and how we as as believers can live in the kingdom of God while still having to be here in the kingdom of the world. So Rick, thanks for being here with us today. And it's been so much fun. Well, Thank we're we're guys. not done talking. We're gonna gonna have a People conversation about it. this uh, <laughs> next time that we're together. Don't forget you can always go to amione.net to learn a little, little bit more about a voice of hope because you know I know that's Troy's heart and where we want to do is to just be a voice of hope for you but also help you recognize that you too can be a voice of hope to the world so thanks for listening to us and we'll talk to you again next time on a voice of hope <laughs>